welcome into the Harvest Friends. We are here to bring you the confidence and clarity you need to be a disciple and make disciples in the everyday places of life, including your own home, where we assume you are at this time. I'm Abigail Wilson. I'm Andrew Shroud. Hey guys! So uh, we have a little bit of a different setup today. As you can see, Keith is at his house, Andrew's at his house, I'm always at my house. Um, and we are on a, uh, a coronavirus episode. Uh, we were going to be bringing you an episode on kids in the harvest, and we will be doing that, but we felt like it was probably a good idea to just address the elephant in the room and talk about the coronavirus today. So that's what we'll be doing. We're not usually big on current events necessarily, but we are today. So buckle up. We're going to talk about it. But first, we have a couple of announcements. Well, yeah, Abby, um, we're going to encourage people to sign up for our weekly newsletter, Harvest Highlights. It comes out every Sunday. And um, if you're not already receiving that, I would encourage you to go over to our website, intotheharvest.org slash newsletter, and just enter your email there. Every Sunday, you'll get a short email that's loaded with uh, the best content and resources we've come across in the past seven days. And there's some pretty good stuff that uh, we're going to be rolling out over the next few weeks. So if you don't get that already, then I would definitely encourage our community to go over and sign up. I had some folks say that they were having trouble finding that link. So we'll also put it in the show notes to this podcast episode, as well as in the uh, description to the YouTube video for this particular show. So, um, But definitely sign up for that. Harvest Highlights email goes out every Sunday. The other thing that I would encourage people to do, as as we often do, is to rate and review the show over on iTunes. So if you have not done that before and you are listening, I would encourage you just to take a few moments to go over to Apple Podcasts, find the End of the Harvest show, and leave us, hopefully, a five-star rating hey, and a short up? review about why the show has been an encouragement to you. And that really does help other people not only find the show, but um, it also helps them um, understand why they should listen to it, which which hopefully you've got some good reasons. So also want to encourage folks to do that. But that's that's it for me on the announcements, Abby. Great. All right, friends. Let's start. Um, last week, Andrew was coming back from San Francisco, which turned out to be a real hotbed for the coronavirus. So cool, Andrew. Way to exit that location <laughs> right on time. Yes. <laughs> um, since then, my family has been on lockdown for about a week, and the coronavirus has actually showed up in Brett's work- workplace. Um, so that's cool. And Keith, what's going on in your house? Yeah, in my house, we are two two weeks away from delivering a baby <laughs> and uh, the crazy of life right now. The kids are home, school is suspended. Uh, my other part-time job is barbering. I'm on 14 days of admin leave, um, and we're just trying to, to lug through it, man. This has been this has been unique for sure. But there's been some highs and lows for sure. Yeah. Well, let's maybe get into that. Um, I'm sure everyone listening has some variation of what all three of us are experiencing. Um, in our house, Brett is still going to work. Um, he was working from home for about three days. If you haven't seen that BBC article, or it was like an interview of a guy on BBC from about three years ago, and uh, his little daughter like walks in behind him in a conference, like 
interview <laughs> on BBC. My yes. favorite thing ever. Brett and I, I laughed till we cried. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> because that was like our life for about three days. And then um, Brett's workplace felt like they could no longer do remote. Um, There's just way too much for them to do at this time during wow. this kind of situation. Um, and so even though things are pretty rough um, at his location, um, he's still going in. So he's stripping down when he comes in the door and taking a shower um, in our guest bathroom and then heading into our chaos that we have going on <laughs> here. So it's pretty fun. Does Texas, is there like any, I know in California this past Thursday, they actually, um, the governor ordered a shelter in place order where you're you're supposed to stay really you're supposed to stay in your home physically in your home unless you're going out for essentials um so is is texas doing anything like that abigail or not yet um i mean i think who knows what the future holds but not yet uh you know living in a bigger city kind of changes things and you probably know this as well in california there's probably different like drastically different um, situations happening in different cities. But um, it's pretty funny. I'm on the text chain for my the church I was I grew up in as a child in a small town. Um, and they had canceled church last week and they were like super or this past Sunday and they were like all just like why why would we do this? And I'm like, why wouldn't you do this? <laughs> <laughs> but as you all know, I am like a strict rule follower and for those listening and watching, um, we did a little test run of this three-person uh, little thing here we've got going on last night. And I watched in horror as Keith's <laughs> wife hugged a person. And I yelled through the internet at her. She couldn't hear me, but I just did it anyway. And Keith and Andrew had to hear it. I'm a role follower, Brent. Oh, it was hilarious. It was like, <laughs> I turned the camera around and Steph literally hopped out the car and her love language is physical touch, so she, oh she really tried to avoid the hug, but I don't know. Her instinct kicked it. in. Yeah, we kicked it. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the serious situation here. Um, what kind of things have we seen happen both just in society around us and then just within even the body of Christ during a crisis like this? What kind of are the things that we see happening the struggles we see occurring within us, good or bad, you know, just let's maybe talk about kind of the side effects of this. Yeah, we do want to talk about this for a few reasons. Um, for, for one, it is affecting everyone uh, across the board. So it's, it's a current issue. Uh, two, it's, it's really uncharted territory. Um, I've never experienced anything like this um, in my lifetime. And so you know, trying to figure out how do we navigate this uh, hopefully short-term uh, new reality that we're in. But also we've had, um, I know I've had quite a few folks reach out to me and just ask, you know, how are you handling it? Um, how is your church handling it? Um, so I think there are some good, there are some good uh, questions that are being asked that um, we don't have the answers, but we do have what, what we've been trying to, to do going forward. So um, and there's so many layers of this too. You know what I mean, guys? I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's sort of, so, so someone asked, well, what about Romans 13? Because there's, there's a little bit of a gray area and it sounds like maybe that's what your, your church that you were describing there with the group text. Oh yeah. I'm pretty um, sure that verse was mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's folks that I had a friend who emailed out a, um, a newsletter 
um, this past weekend, and he talked about this this fear faith foolishness continuum that mm-hmm. that we're all trying to operate within. And so you don't want to be living on the ends of the spectrum. You don't want to be operating out of fear where you just hunker down and you go into this survival mentality. Um, you also don't want to be over on the side of foolishness where you're just out there continuing business as normal. Um, you want to live by faith, which is what we're going to talk about today. But of course, the difficulty is like, well, where where is the, the line that, that bleeds over between, you know, faith and foolishness, for instance? Um, so maybe we can try to get a little more clarity on that today in our conversation. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I think um, it was, I think as always, isn't this always the case? Your Bible readings always really line up well with uh, whatever's going on in your own life or in the world. I was in Exodus um totally going through the plagues of Exodus uh, at the beginning um, about two weeks ago, and this was sort of starting to ramp up. And something that um, was really helpful to me at the time, I wrote about part of that in my article for two weeks ago, if you want to read it, um, about being a light in our own homes. But also just seeing how when um, when Jesus, from oh, Jesus, when God <laughs> Yeah, Jesus too. When God uh, told them that he was going to really inflict some wrath upon the Egyptians, he told them to stay in their homes and to mark the doors. And they did that. And so I'm trying to be obedient, not necessarily to God's voice, but to the government. You know, the government has told me that this is the right idea at this time is to stay away from large crowds, you know, just only go out for essentials. So I'm trying to not even um, give my opinion in my mind because we all know how opinionated I am of, you know, is that a good idea, government? Is that a bad idea? But just trying to follow it and just being faithful and doing that um, and then dealing with my personal anxiety as it comes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, Abigail. Especially in in the sense of um, the scripture speaking to us, in um, it, which is really cool. It's, it's always been something that stands out to me is as as you're if you're in the scriptures daily, then you're really giving the Lord the opportunity to speak into current events in your own life. And I was in um, I'm in, I've been in the Psalms, and so in Psalm 121, this really stood out to me. Um, the psalmist writes, "I will lift up my eyes to the mountains." From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Um, He will not allow your foot to slip. He who knows you will not slumber. And that was uh, encouraging to me because one one of the things that I think is necessary if we're going to, to walk by faith and not by fear or foolishness is we really need to to have God's perspective as much as possible during this time. And that's, that's what I see happening for this psalmist is he's lifting up his eyes because if, if your eyes are only on what's going on um, in your world right now, your first of all, your world has really, for most of us, our worlds have really shrunk quite a bit over the past two weeks. And so um, we are actually losing perspective. And then if you're watching the news, which you know, all of us are, there's a, uh, there's a tendency to think that it's all coronavirus all the time. And of course, there's a lot of uh, fear that gets generated, I think, sometimes purposefully 
by the media. And so it's, it's important for us to lift up our eyes to find where our help is going to come from, which it's, it's going to come from the Lord. And, um, you know, when we were talking about this a little bit last night, this conversation, there are uh, three things that I think we're up against right now as people and as followers of Jesus. And so one is fear, which is, which is a real thing that folks are dealing with. A second is uncertainty. We just haven't seen something like this before. We haven't experienced something like this before. And the third is disruption. So all of us, to some degree, are creatures of habit. Uh, we have schedules, and those have really been disrupted. And I, I think all three of those things are challenges that that we're trying to address in our personal lives and in our churches. You know, how do we navigate fear, uncertainty, and and disruption? So maybe we can talk a little bit about about those, like how how we're experiencing those and how we're trying to navigate those. Yeah, Andrew, I, I like that you brought up uh, uncertainty because um, maybe I'm a little naive here, guys. You can help me out. But I think this has probably been the biggest thing that's happened, at least in my lifetime, 30 years. I think 9-11 was huge, and uh, I think it affected the world. But I don't think uh, this is all seven continents kind of deal, every nation, every city. Um, there's Yeah, this is huge. So I think there is a lot of uncertainty, Andrew. Um and I, I definitely see that in my own life. And I think the challenge is, um, uh, yeah, God's teaching us something. I think there's some big lessons to be learned here because there's uncharted territory. I've never been here before where there's been something that's uh, changed everyday life, you know, for, for the present. And um, so, yeah, and just side note, Andrew, your haircut looks really nice, man. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what you're doing with that jail over there but it looks really good man so uh, yeah just normal life right haircuts but i will say i, I was in uh, the book of philippians uh yesterday and uh i think what stood out to me everybody knows philippians 4 i could do all things through christ me. but the verses that come right before it i think uh set it up so wonderfully so i'll read those really quick verse 11 says not that i was ever in need i have learned to be content with whatever I have, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret in every situation, but it is a full stomach or empty with plenty or little. I can do all things through Christ. I mean, so like, um, I don't think I've learned that. You know, I think we've been fairly blessed in America, like Brian brought low and having life disrupted has been something that's new. So I think for me, it's been a good learning experience and it's different being isolated to where we can't have our normal rhythms. So I do feel the spiritual warfare going on, the attacks, you know, just the enemy trying to whisper lies. But I also see this um, opportunity to draw near to God and really get quality time with him and uh, with people I wouldn't have otherwise if I hadn't slowed down so much. So, Yeah, part of that opportunity, I, I love that you brought that up, Lakeith, the, the word opportunity. And um, it's been it's definitely been a thought that I've had that that I think goes back to perspective. Anytime the Lord, well, first of all, the whole situation is not something that as believers, we understand it, it did not take God by surprise. So the, the situation that's happening in the pandemic is not something that is outside of God's plan, that, that 
that God is aware of what's happening. That's that's why this verse in Psalm 121 that that says that uh, he will not slumber or sleep. The Lord is not uh, distracted or um, this, th- that there's a purpose that God is working um, probably on a large scale in, in the world as a whole, but there's also a purpose that there's opportunities that he's providing for us in our personal lives and in our local fellowships, uh, lessons that he's wanting us to learn that, that this season is going to give us the opportunity to learn. And I, in a weird way, I'm actually really excited about this. Uh, <laughs> you guys know <laughs> that I am a, um, an optimist. So. True optimist. True optimist right there. <laughs> but, in I, situation. I, but I do believe like the Lord is, the Lord is doing something. We can, we can trust him. It doesn't mean that it's going to be fun. But there is a peace and a contentment like you, you talked about in Philippians 4, that if you have that perspective, mm-hmm. you can sort of reset and say, okay, Lord, what, what is it that you're wanting to teach us, me personally and, and our church community during this time? Absolutely. You know, I, uh, it kind of reminds me of the many, many years that we spent in the military, uh, I always joked that God put me as a military wife as the greatest joke of all time because I'm such an ultra planner. And anyone who's experienced the military to even the tiniest degree knows that the military loves to tell you things. And then they're like, JK, we're going to do something totally different at the last second. And uh, it always messed with me. Um, I was constantly having to learn spiritual lessons. <laughs> and then we, um, you know, got out of the military and I learned that life continues to do that to you, just maybe on like a smaller scale. I feel like the entire world is getting to experience that lesson right now, which is that we make our plans and the Lord directs our path. And that is really hard for us as humans because it's part of even our sinful nature that we're like, I'm in control and I've got this. And probably if I just make a checklist or probably if I just do what my heart says or whatever type of person you are, we're all trying to gain that control. (laughs) And uh, God is always in control. And so I think that that's been maybe the biggest um, hard and yet wonderful thing that I think everyone is experiencing simultaneously, that this is something none of us saw coming. Maybe some scientists saw it coming, but, um, and we definitely, you know, we had our calendars like out through May and June and, you know, things. And now we're talking about, you know, Olympics and will they be canceled and, you know, things pretty far in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's forced everyone into this realization that they're not in control. Um, And I guess my great heart's desire is that all of us would then find praise in that, especially as believers, to praise the God who is in control and Mm -hmm. who is uh, totally aware of what will happen both today and tomorrow and the next day, and that he is the same all these days. Um, It really kind of brings about a level of praise if you have a relationship with Jesus at all. Um, of just that we've been brought to such a maybe low place to realize that. Like, that's really important. But um, like you said, Andrew, there's fear in that too, because we like to know what's going to happen. And um, we like to be in control. So I, I think my most fearful moment in all of this was about middle of last week. 
uh, when I realized that my, I had not, by the way, hoarded anything. Like I just did like basic normal. I like, I did my week shopping. I did not do the crazy, um, not because I'm better, but just because I was like, Oh, I don't want all that stuff. (laughs) So, um, anyway, come Wednesday. And I realized that Tabitha, um, only had a couple more days of allergy medicine and she has very, very severe, um, seasonal allergies. And, um, I went on a hunt throughout my city to try to find the children's allergy medicine and it was pretty impossible to find. And so I really did start to have anxiety and like, what's going to happen? You know, like, so I was praying in my car and God just like told, he really did. I, I say it dramatically, but he really did put in my brain a random CVS that's in the giants, you know, San Antonio. I don't ever go there, but it came in my mind and I drove there and I got allergy medicine and also Easter candy. And then I sat in my car and I like shoved down Easter candy like a real champ. And um, <laughs> and I was like, this is anxiety eating at its finest. Um, so it was a real low and high moment <laughs> for me personally. Because I realized um, that when Jesus will take care of his people and you know, maybe we'll suffer a little bit and not have milk or not have something that we really want to have. Maybe we'll like have to use half a square of toilet paper, but we do have a God who takes care of his children. Um, so if you're experiencing fear, know that it's out there, it's rampant, but we can fight it both with prayer and Easter candy. Yeah, we're all coping in our, in our own ways. Easter candy can, uh, can help us get, get us through. Yeah. Um, okay, so we covered kind of the fear aspect, maybe a little bit of the um, the circumstances. Um, and then what was the last one, Andrew? You know, I think there's a couple of things that might that might be helpful for folks. One is just how has this affected us? If you guys, and we can keep it pretty short, but just, I know we t- talked about it a little bit, but like in very practical ways, how, what does life look like for you guys right now? And how has it been impacted by the um, the coronavirus pandemic. And then maybe we could wrap up by talking about um, how our church is addressing, like how are we gathering, how are we doing um, one-to-ones, are we doing one-to-ones, and uh, maybe we could wrap it up with that. It looks like we, we, we've we got probably about 10 minutes here, so 10, 15 minutes, so maybe over the next uh, 10 or 15 minutes we can talk about those two things. So, Lakeith, I know you mentioned a little bit about work, but how has... Um, how has the pandemic affected you? Yeah, that's a good question, guys. I, uh, I'm definitely enjoying this conversation and just chatting through it. I think it's, it's really helpful. So, um, Abby, I, I love that you touched on God having a sense of humor. And uh, I, I really didn't like that for a long time. Like, <laughs> believe it, I didn't see it in scriptures. And, yeah, I guess you walk with the Lord for a while. And you're like, oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> so uh, before everything went down, we were praying that uh, God would allow us to have more structure at home, uh, that we would kind of make a schedule for the kids. And um, what we was going to do is take a break from social media. So we decided we're still going, actually, just because it's been kind of awesome to not get uh, bombarded with so much stuff. But, um, yeah, so the Friday we finished our fast is the Friday we found out that kids' school was just going to be shut down. So for the next several weeks. I was like, wow, God, you, you answered that prayer in a big way. Uh, 
So, yeah, and then my other fear was that I was going to be in the middle of a haircut and Steph was going to call me and say that she was, water just broke. It's go time. So, um, thankfully now, neither one of those have to happen. So, like, yeah, the answer prayer was awesome, but it was definitely um, alarming because it was like, wow, God answered those prayers in ways I never expected. Like, we never expected this big and so back to my so. But as a church, um, I think we've been just tightening up our gatherings, like not doing the big groups. Uh, like Abby's saying, trying our best to obey the government. Uh, we're working on the physical touch part, uh, but we're doing a little bit better as far as gathering. So, uh, but we have been doing, you know, more face, uh, face calls like FaceTime and video chats. And there's an old saying that says, don't bring me my roses. Um, bring me my roses while I'm still alive, you know, so calling up family and telling them how much they mean to us, and, you know, talking to them and telling them we love them. Uh, it's been really neat. So, um, yeah, I think we're just getting through it as best we can until the little guy comes and then it's really going to get crazy with all of us in the apartment, you know. So, <laughs> so, Keith, I know you said you were on administrative leave for the next two weeks. Is that paid? Yeah, praise God, it is paid. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I was going to have to take my personal leave, but I think somebody higher up finally decided, like, hey, uh, we're going to give these guys admin leave. So that's nice. It will be paid. And, uh, I think I'll might do onesies and twosies here for my, uh, you know, like I said, really small haircuts, maybe in a garage, but to keep something going. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about you, Abigail? Again, I know you've shared a little bit, but anything else of, of how this yeah. has affected you and your family and, and then how are you and your church trying to navigate this time? Yeah. I mean, I think I've already shared a lot, guys. I told you about my, my Easter candy binge in the car. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I know that I can blame Keith's family and their fasting for uh, homeschooling. <laughs> this worldwide pandemic. Yeah, it's <laughs> really cool. Brought... This is what happens when you fast, friends. And big things go down worldwide. It's... I know the prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much, it but can. Keith, are you really, Keith, are you really that righteous? <laughs> no, but it's serious. I really do. I mean, I really do think that's a, the coolest story in regards to... Um, just the Lord's faithfulness. And he mm -hmm. really does prepare his children for the things to come and even has them line their prayers up to that, which I think is incredible. Um, I, you know, at the beginning of the year, you know how people do the whole, like, what is your word for the year thing? Um, and so I was like waiting on a really cool word, like grace or forgiveness or kindness. And God gave me the word change. And I was like, well, that's a weird word. Um, and then right off the bat, just 2020 was full of change. And then in the last week or so, it was like, holy moly, just simmer down now, God, because this is getting out of hand. The change is really getting out of control. Um, my kids are my children, meaning that they like structure and they like checklists and things. So day one, they were like really stressed out. And I just had to tell them what well, 9 a.m. such and such is going to happen. And then they were all calm and like we're angels hmm. after that, which is a lie. But anyway, the point is, is that we are on like a solid, serious structure in the Wilson household. And it's not because of me. It's because of my children. And um, so it's been really interesting. It's been very full and very busy days. People that are like, I'm binge watching, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Psh, I do not have that kind of time. So it's been actually very, very busy um, just mm -hmm. managing my small little people. 
Um, but it's been also really, really encouraging and good um, just seeing the Lord's uh, kindnesses every day and just helping us with the little things like allergy medicine. Um, and it has been really cool feeling like God has given us um, maybe a little heads up on some things. Uh, one being that um, all of us here on this call are really good at Zoom already. We're getting there. Yep. <laughs> And uh, so um, we immediately started in, on having Zoom church with our churches, and um, and then uh, quite a few of our church members were like very busy throughout the week giving other people um, instructionals on Zoom because we use it so well and so often. Maybe not so well, but you know what I mean. We know where the buttons are. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was just really cool to see how God had prepared us in that way. Um, and then just seeing all over the place churches um, trying to take their churches out of the building for better or worse. So many of them are still trying to stick with the same model of a pastor standing up front and giving a, a sermon. Um, but I've also seen a lot of um, pictures of like kind of what we look like right now of just people talking to each other. And that's been so cool to see. Um, I've been done a lot of FaceTime um, with the girls that I um, meet with, usually face-to-face, um, and just trying to stay connected in the midst of all this. For me, as an extrovert, um, I definitely need that. Like, I have to have <laughs> those, like, adult conversations because turns out um, conversations about Pokemon do not do it for <laughs> me on a personal spiritual level. And <laughs> so I need something else. And so I really feel like our church is doing a good job of filling that gap. So Andrew, what do you, you got a few more minutes. We didn't talk the whole time. Yeah. So, well, our family is also largely homebound. So we still have several kids living at home, but they're older. So we've got uh, one adult son who's still here. He's able to work remotely. So he's been doing that, which is, which is great. Um, but like even like today, he's been on, he's had several Zoom meetings already, which is normal for, for him because he's um, he's in computer coding, website development, and they have meetings throughout the day with different teams that are, are work teams. Um, but then we've got a, a senior, and it's been kind of a bummer for him because there's a pretty good chance that, um, you know, he won't go back to school. Which he's, he's out of all of our kids, he's been the most engaged in the, the high school experience, I would say. So he's, you know, just talking with him and, and trying to help him process through what the uncertainty of the future, even things like prom's probably going to be canceled, graduation is, I don't know how that's going to work. Just a lot of unknowns um, for different members of the family. Our youngest son is in heaven because he's out of school, and uh, so he's all about it. He's all about coronavirus. Like if he could stay home, yeah. and uh, some people he, win, some people lose. Yeah. So, but then we've got some family members who who have been laid off, and so we're trying to pull together just financially. Um, and there's some other members of our church who are in the same in the same boat. So. Um, I think just trying to be faithful to adapt and to to pull together any way that we can. Um, so when I said earlier that I'm kind of excited about it, it doesn't mean that it's not affecting us or that um, it doesn't bring hardship. But the excitement comes that I, I know that God is at work and he's doing things in, in our life, in our family, and in our church family. And that makes me excited, even when it brings some difficulty and some unknowns. 
for our church, I would say the, the thing that we've been doing, we're still gathering. Um, so like yesterday, we're recording this on Monday. Yesterday, but it was just our immediate family and a little bit of extended family. So um, my daughter and son-in-law came over. My mom came over. Um, they kept it below uh, 10, guys. We counted it. Count it in a picture. Yeah, I think I think we were at nine, so we were we were good. Phew. I mean, we're, I would hate Romans to have 13. to come over there, friends. <laughs> I mean, but it was cool. And actually, one of the resources that I want to mention to people is uh, the Bible Project is doing a church at home series. So some of you may get emails from the Bible Project, but we actually use that for our our time of worship. Um, it was great. So we'll put a link to that in the uh, show notes here, if folks want to participate in that if they want to do church at home, um, even if it's just you and your immediate family. Um, Keith, I think you guys had um, maybe one other couple come over for your Sunday gathering. Yeah, same. We just did the same thing, and um, we didn't hug or touch her. We got a good rebuke from Abby yesterday, so we, uh, <laughs> we, we, we kept it good. We remember a passage of Scripture at uh, some good catch-up time, and then we actually watched the episode of Star Wars. Oh, that's very biblical. That's cool. <laughs> Way to keep so, it holy. <laughs> I know some folks have asked us, like, how are you handling your your gatherings? Are you continuing to gather? And and we've basically we were already pretty small because we're we're house church model, but we've gone even smaller, um, just to immediate families and maybe one or two other people that that you're discipling. Is kind of the way that we're doing it for right now. Um. Last thoughts that I would say have been a challenge for me is the schedule being off. It really is disruptive for me, and that's something I'm I'm still working on. Um, not only for myself, but you know, there's a house full of people. So how do we have a schedule that works uh, for us during this time? Um, so that's an area of growth that I think the Lord is going to give us a chance to to grow in. Uh, mm-hmm. Prayer should probably go way up for us during this time, and mm-hmm. it really is the heart of ministry and disciple-making, so there's no reason why that side of ministry shouldn't actually thrive uh, during this season. And so hopefully for us and for our listeners, that's something that we're taking serious, that God's giving us an opportunity to lean into to prayer mm-hmm. and then leveraging technology. We get to do this, but you know, you can FaceTime people, you can just do old-fashioned phone calls, but I would definitely encourage people to to keep thinking outward and thinking of uh, the people that maybe, like Keith said, you haven't caught up with for a while, that, hey, this is a great opportunity to make that phone call and, and to offer words of encouragement. And, you know, even within our extended family, there are members who, they're not people of faith, but this is a time of uncertainty and and we have we have more certainty than the people of the world. So if we can reach out and encourage people, I'm not talking about converting them. If if it, if it turns into a, a faith gospel conversation, great. But even if it's just to provide comfort and encouragement and uh, a steady a steady voice in an uncertain time, then I think that that's it's valuable ministry that we can provide others with. So, so absolutely, some, some thoughts. That's really good, Andrew. I think it's it's important to continue to stay outward focused, even in the midst of something that right. can make us feel like we want to turn inwards. Um, 
uh, we this last week, my kids and I decorated rocks and put them out at a local pond. And then we sent a message out to like all their classmates, all of our school friends and soccer friends and everyone we could think of. And we invited them to go look for our rocks. It all had little Bible verses and messages on them. And then they would send us pictures to show us that they've found them. And then they, a lot of them actually made their own rocks and put them out. So it was a really cool way to stay connected with the larger community that God has given us. And I think we can do that. We just have to be a little bit more creative. Um, and hopefully we all have the time and thought to be able to put into that. And I do agree, Andrew, that prayer is so important during this time um, that we are able to um, especially pray for those that are maybe in a harder situation. We have um, in our church someone who works for the school and she's actually an, a, a nutritionist for a school. And so her job just ramped up hugely as they try to provide food for the mm-hmm. kids um, while they're at home. So she's been super stressed and um, Brett, like I said, has been, his job has really <laughs> ramped up as well. So those of us that are at home have been able to really pray more for those that are in the medical field and those that are doing jobs that really are, have been super impacted by this. So I think it's important for us to hold up the body and realize the part that we play in that, that each one of us is important in that. So, yeah, I think, I think culture is going to tell us that this is a time to survive and I think the kingdom is telling us that this is a great opportunity to serve. Yeah. And I think if we can just sort of think about where's my mindset at these days, as I, as I go through these, these un, unusual, out of the ordinary days, am I thinking more about surviving or am I seeing the opportunities to serve that are all around me? Absolutely. And I think that's a great place for us to stop today. Um, And just maybe a good last thought for um, those listening and watching um, to just think about this week. Um, As you go into the grocery store, as you um, sit at home with your kids or you're working remotely or in the office, wherever you are, we hope that you will be able to serve in this great time of global need. So, We are really honored to be part of your lives during this season, and we hope you enjoyed this conversation, and we hope you'll leave us comments and thoughts um, along with it. If you have anything you want to add, we'd love to hear it, and we will definitely be back with you next week, and we, as always, have enjoyed this time. Guys, it was good to see your little faces. (laughs) Yeah, good to see you too, Abby. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.